Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. The NHL drops the puck on its season, and one of the most influential executives in Canadian sports will stay in his position. That's the lead to your morning buzzcast for Thursday, January 14th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. We're almost to Friday, so cheers to that. Let's start with hockey because the Tampa Bay Lightning unveiled their championship banner last night, a night that is traditionally reserved for a celebration. But it was a subdued environment at Amelie Arena, as, of course, there were no fans in the stands. The banner was, quote, unveiled, end quote, but the team said it won't be raised to the rafters until fans return to the building. The team said the decision to tone down the celebration was made recently after the rising numbers of COVID cases in Florida. They knew they couldn't invite any fans to the arena The team said the fan response locally was understanding and positive. The Lightning went on to win the game 5-1, but they unveiled their championship banner in a very, very muted celebration. Let's shift to baseball. Mark Shapiro has been given a five-year contract extension as president and CEO of the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, why is this important? Well, Shapiro, like I noted, one of the most influential executives in sports business in all of Canada. Of course, he is the son of well-known sports business veteran Ron Shapiro. And Mark Shapiro is well-positioned for success And I know that his name was on a lot of recruiters' search lists for big positions throughout the sports business industry. Now he'll stay in Toronto. He has money to spend. Rogers Communications has money to put behind the Blue Jays. The team looks to be decent. He's already renovated their spring training facilities, and now they are pushing for, of course, a new or majorly renovated Rogers Center in Toronto, and Mark Shapiro looks to be at the center of all that. So keep your eye on him and what he can continue to do. But him staying in Toronto is not really a surprise, but I will say his name is on a lot of shortlists for top positions in the sports business. I want to move over to some things that were in SBJ Media Newsletter by John Rand last night that I found of interest, helped by its studio shows, college football games, and NASCAR races, Fox Sports 1 finished 2020 as the second most watched cable sports network on a total day part basis. And that marks the first time the channel has drawn more viewers than ESPN2 or NBC Sports Network or NFL Network in a calendar year. Now, what does that mean? That means the whole day part, FS1, was second behind ESPN. ESPN, of course, has been the top sports network for the past several decades and remained in that position for both the total day viewing and prime time in 2020. This is according to an analysis of Nielsen numbers. So in the total day viewing, it's ESPN, Fox Sports 1, NFL Network, NBC Sports Network, and ESPN 2. In the prime time viewership, the rankings are different. ESPN first, followed by NFL Network, NBC Sports Network, FS1, 
and ESPN2. So FS1 does better in the total day part than it does in prime time. Full data is in the SBJ Media Newsletter from last night. Let's put a bow on the college football playoff championship from Monday night. We saw all the ads that ran on Monday night across ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN News. Well, around $40 million was spent by 69 different advertisers during CFP-related programming on Monday night. Now, that is down significantly. It's down 55% from nearly $90 million and the 106 brands that spent and ran ads during the 2020 LSU-Clemson matchup. And this is according to data from iSpot.tv. So that's a big, big drop. The biggest brand who spent the most and ran the most ads, not surprisingly, we saw them throughout the CFP, was AT&T Wireless. Led all brands with nearly $3 million in ad spending. It had four unique ads that ran 21 times. But the ad spend for AT&T was also down more than 50% from the title game last season. And only one brand in the top 15 of brands spent more in 2021, and that was Chipotle, which was up more than 70% in its spending. So overall, less spending around the CFP title game compared to 2020. Let's shift over to global football. We've talked a lot about Syria's TV rights. We've talked how CVC Capital Partners and Advent International agreed to acquire a stake in a new media unit that is being created by Syria to sell media rights. They feel their media rights are bad vastly undervalued. Well, Bloomberg is reporting that Amazon is planning to bid for Syria's TV rights, and it is in competition with Comcast Corp Sky TV for those rights. Amazon wants to get the rights, put them on its prime video unit. Syria has set a deadline of January 26 to sell rights to the next three seasons. They want at least $1.4 billion for each season. So we'll have to keep an eye on the end of the month to see what Syria decides. Remember, Syria believes it is vastly undervalued in the marketplace and their media rights. They really want new sources of revenue, not just because of the pandemic, but because, again, they feel they're undervalued in the market. Amazon has been a player in international football rights with some EPL matches. And of course, we all know about their deal with the NFL stateside. So they are looking to make a big play with Syria's TV rights. Keep your eye on that by the end of the month. And finally, this was a very interesting story I thought that was announced yesterday. We talk about data. We talk about best practices. Well, NBC introduced its Olympic ad engine yesterday that is designed to help advertisers create more effective messages during the Olympics. So what is the Olympic ad engine? Well, first, NBC studied all the ads it carried during the 2016 and 2018 Olympic Games, and it came up with best practices for the most effective ads and how advertisers should approach the games with their creative and specific elements to be included or avoided in their ads. It looked at music, it looked at food, it looked at athletes, it looked at voiceovers and text, and now creating a roadmap or a formula for CMOs as they create their new ad inventory and their new creative campaigns. For instance, ads intended to raise awareness should have humor and comedy and feature a celebrity, according to this Olympic ad engine. But brands hoping to maximize engagement should run longer ads. 
and omit animated characters or celebrities. So obviously be more serious in tone. It's a very interesting analysis and it's a very interesting, uh, I would say, thought leadership and best practices tool for CMOs as they prepare to develop their creative around the Olympic Games. So that's the NBC Olympic ad engine that was announced yesterday. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, January 14th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy, be good to each other, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.